This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Pod. Well, it's been a busy week. It's had everything. Uh, We've had a loss. We've had a win. We've had injuries. We've had speculations about outgoings. We've not had too much speculation about incomings, which we hope to talk about tonight. Um, but it's been a busy week, so we're going to talk about it now. Joined by some familiar faces, familiar voices, as we are with Callum and, and Vic, but we've also got Rob from Fan Hub on tonight as well. Um, special guest appearance, so looking forward to getting some opinions from you, Rob. But Callum, first of all, how are we doing, mate? You've got that shirt on again, suits you. Yeah, well, I thought after his, uh, I thought in a position where he normally goes uh, and his well improved performance, I thought I'd rep the uh, the Guatemala shirt again. So, uh, so let's just keep, hope he keeps the form going because otherwise it's going in the bin. You can't put something as nice as that in the bin, mate. I know that's what it. I mean. It's it's too nice to go in the bin. Actually, I might just put it, put it in the wardrobe then and keep it. Yeah, in there. <laughs> there you go, Vic. How you doing, mate? I'm all good, Jamie. Buzzing. We got the three points. Let's get cracking. Yep, definitely. Start that hype train again. That's what we need, Vic. And Rob, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good. It's great to be on again. It's been a while since I've been on. I've decorated my room appropriately behind for the uh, for the event. Well, on the subject of shirts, that's an absolute banger as well. Um, for audio listeners, uh, what year is that? Tell me the year. I don't. I can't even. Can't even, can't even tell it's, you. It's uh, ninety six, ninety seven. Is the promotion season with Jim Smith and then the first season of the Prem. Um, it looks pristine as well. Oh yeah, it's pride yeah. and joy. Pride and joy. <laughs> Love it. Well, we'll get into it. Uh, let's talk about Oxford first. Obviously, we'll skirt over this because it was probably the worst game that I've seen in a while. And I feel like I say that quite a lot, but I think this one wins top prize, definitely. Um, Cal, coming to you first, I, I guess just give me an overview. What What's your thoughts about the Oxford game midweek? I thought it was um, it was just the term frustration was just that uh, in abundance. I mean, from start to finish, um, I don't think we were really, um, I mean, out there um, and competing with Oxford. I thought Oxford really controlled the game really well. Um, and I think that they kind of lived up to Warren's um, prediction for them. Uh, I mean, they beat uh, Barnsley at the weekend, so they're obviously not <coughs> no mug um, in terms of within the league. Um, but I don't think we helped. Um, I don't think we were there at the races at all. Um, second best to balls. 
Um, and it probably just wasn't our day at the office. Um, and it probably summed it up with three big injuries um, as well as the results. So it just was just not our night at all. Yeah, I mean, coming away and not getting anything from the game. And then obviously we've since found out about the injuries. And I think looking at, obviously looking at Bird's injury, I thought potentially that was going to be a couple of weeks, but the other ones I didn't really know. But it's quite worrying that we're a depleted squad anyway, Vic. And then we've got these injuries that we're going to have to deal with for a couple of months. Yeah, and it looks like we've gone from maybe signing two or three players to now looking at maybe three, potentially four, just to cover those. Because we, I mean, okay, we know Bird's out for eight to ten weeks, Ward's out for eight weeks. But then if you think about the match fitness, add another couple of weeks on that, you're looking at Christmas time, uh, which is normally where we hit our form. So um, it's going to be a struggle, but we've got to have faith in Ward to bring in the right characters and the right players to sort of cover what we've already lost. Yeah, definitely. And I think he's, I mean, the frustration that he's had in not being able to bring people through the door, this then gets even worse because he's having to replace key players. You know, they're, they're players that we definitely need um, and we know how pivotal Max Berg can be. I mean, on the flip side of that, Rob, does that potentially put his outgoing out of the door? You don't sign an injured player, do you? I wouldn't have said so. Um the only thing with that is because it's Rossini that's coming in for him. Maybe he's going to look beyond that as in a bit of an investment, maybe. But I agree. The injury hopefully keeps him keeps him with us. But the squad depletions is a massive concern, more because I, th I just think at this moment in time, Warren's not quite um, settled in terms of what he doesn't feel comfortable with what, what he's putting out on the pitch. So to then be depleted again and have to do rebuild, both with the players he's got now and then trying to bring people into that team as well, it's, it just is a bit of a concern of how we're going to, find some momentum moving forward because it doesn't just when I'm watching the games desperately trying to be positive about what I'm seeing but it, it just doesn't feel like he's found a system that's working with the players that we've got to get consistency so yeah missing players again such as Max Bird and Joe Ward to be fair who started well I think is is definitely a concern definitely no I, I definitely agree Rob um Callum looking at the Oxford game and looking at how we'd lined up You've got another 90 minutes to have a little look at that formation, the personnel playing in, in those positions. Are you still of the same mindset of why it's not working? Did you learn anything from the Oxford game? Um, uh, yeah, I think we. I'll put it into the chat with uh, with you guys. I mean, the, the system, it's a system that obviously has been played by many managers, ample Warren, that's um, obviously proved successful for his time at Rotherham and across other uh, clubs across the divisions and stuff. It's not a system that's just flawed, um, otherwise no one would use it at all. So it's just the personnel have got to be right to use it. Do I think we have the right personnel at this moment in time? No, um, because I think that it really found out the centre midfielders. Um, I think Corey Smith was absolutely lost um i thought uh horahan was legged uh, and bird struggled to just get into the game bless him so um I, it really requires that kind of midfielder for me that can win the ball back box to box really physical really fit um and, and not um two out of the three being 30 plus and and haven't got that ability um in terms of fitness and stuff so that's probably the biggest thing that i've found uh, from it um and if you go up against a decent side, then you're going to get found out in terms of uh, in the pockets because that they just play outplayed us, for, especially for the second goal. The first goal was a bit um, 
obviously uh we don't really talk about it, but but the the second goal, I thought it was a really well worked goal, and and they've thoroughly deserved the three points. Yeah, they did, and you know it's it's one thing losing. Um, you, you don't mind losing games if you get convincingly beat. I know we played, we were pretty bad, um, but we have to give them credit. Uh, similar to how Wigan came and and beat us, I think they deserved credit. And actually, I, I tweeted out yesterday that the results that happened over the weekend makes our home loss is actually not that bad because they're taking points off of other you know, favourites. And we look at the league table and we're three points off the top. So I think we do need to have a little bit of perspective at the moment. Um, Vic, centre-backs. We're obviously going to talk about centre-backs that, that came in and obviously there's a change in, in formation, change in personnel. Why are... Why has it been such a slow start for Sonny Bradley and, and Curtis Nelson, in your opinion? For experienced players, should they be coming in and, and being able to hit the ground running? Hello, Vic. Are you there? Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. <laughs> I thought it was me. I thought it was me for a second. Now no, we can't hear no. you. I'll put this. I'll put the question to Rob if that's okay. While you sort your mic out, Vic. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure to be honest, Jamie. I mean, I think uh, after the Oxford game, one kind of picked up on it and actually singled Bradley out. It's like, oh, I think yeah, Dawes actually mentioned him, which is unusual, and, and one kind of went for it a little bit in the in the, in the post match. So he's obviously seeing it as well. Again, it comes back to me for the manager. I think you've got to ask questions. He's obviously not just coming. He's had some some time to work with him. So why are we getting to two and three games into the season when he's had the summer to build the formation and we're not really seeing the kind of fruits of that labour so again try not to be negative but it is a concern that we've had the summer to rebuild he's had the summer to put his team together and he's, he's not really happy with what he's putting out there I think there's a lot of unanswered questions about the recruitment about who's maybe took the lead with that I'm just guessing because obviously he's not happy with what's out there but at the same time a lot of those players he has brought into the team so there's no rhyme or reason why they're not picking up. They're, like you say, they're experienced players. They should be able to to come and, and put on a show and be able to feel confident in that team. But something's just not right. Something. Every single person watching the games is saying the same things, but it doesn't feel like there's one answer, obvious answer, even the people understand the game. You can't, can't find the answer at the moment. So hopefully it starts to click and we get a bit of consistency. But yeah, it's a bit of a myth at the moment, a bit of a mystery when you're watching kind of why things aren't working as well as they should. Yeah, and it must be demoralising for for Sonny Bradley. And you know, he came in came into the club. He gave that interview of "I'm not going to play League One forever. Um, I, I want to get us back to the Championship. I'm a Championship player." And then you know, his start has been has been very slow. So, yeah, he he looks short of confidence, which is so strange for a man over six foot with multiple neck tattoos and just looks, you know, like he wouldn't struggle in any situation. Never mind on a football pitch, but. <laughs> We'll have to see what happens with that one. Let's get on to, to Saturday now. And and Callum, you said about energy in midfield. You said about someone that can get box to box that's less than 30. Man of the match, Liam Thompson. Paul Warren comes out in, on every occasion and says how good he is, how much he adds off the bench, his energy and how impressed he is. He gave him the start. Firstly, were you surprised to see Thompson start and, and just some of his performance? 
I thought it was uh, outstanding for someone who's been dipping in and out of the team, played multiple positions during pre-season. Um, I mean, he was mainly a left wing back during pre-season and um, you didn't really see him getting a look in in central, uh, central midfield. So, um, so no, he was what we were missing um, from Tuesday. He was been what we've been missing for probably the last couple of games. Um, that bit of energy, that bit of bite, um, and he's tr- and he's not that player that's going to go and put in a two-footed lunge tackle or whatever that is in the League One. But he's he's one of those that will just rat around and try and get the ball back, um, and has that energy to do so consistently. Um, and then actually showed his quality um, with a couple of through balls to uh, the, the wingers. So it was a case of, um, for me, an overall performance that we could um, see um, maybe potential future games for him uh, in that um, position. Um, it's just uh, it's just whether he gets a, a look in consistently, especially if Paul Warren's looking um, in the market for a central midfielder. Yeah, and that's it because... Obviously, in previous situations, there's been players come in and, and kind of stunt academy players' growth in the team. And I feel like potentially there could be a situation where we sign some. We're ev- there's a player that becomes available that Paul Warren deems more experienced or, or better in there than Liam Thompson. But I think for now, you know, he's taking every opportunity that he's been given out of position, in position. And and like I said there, getting man of the match yesterday, um, he should be really pleased with his performance. Another person that will be pleased with their performance yesterday is Martin Waghorn, Vic. Waggy is back. I got so much <laughs> criticism on Twitter when I was backing him. I really did. You want ex-players back. He can't score goals. Two in two for Waggy. I mean, if there was a power cut in Derby, his smile could light Derby, I reckon, for a, a good hour or so. He just loves being back here, doesn't he? I mean, it's interesting because when Wagon did sign, I initially thought that oh, we've gone back to... I had that same feeling, we've gone back to old players, and maybe he might not cut it, but maybe League One is his level at his age. He seems to be putting himself about. He's doing everything that we need him to do. Uh, he seems to be flourishing in that number 10 role, but can also drift out wide. He looks really comfortable, which is nice to see. Uh, bearing in mind, it's, again, it's a new squad of players. Um, but yeah, Wagons have just settled in, got two in two. I think I'm going to have to start the Wagon hype train now. Sorry, James. <laughs> Let's go with the Wagon hype train. But now I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased to see that he's proven doubt is wrong, actually. Yeah, definitely. And if he continues to keep putting the ball in the back of the net, then, you know, there's not going to be any criticism come his way. A goal, you know, a goal scorer scores goals and and everything else is kind of taken care of. Obviously mentioned in in jest about uh, changing the hype train and James Collins found himself on the bench, Rob. Should he feel aggrieved to, to be out of that team? I actually think, I mean, I'm not his biggest fan, but I think he's played well the first couple of games. I didn't go to the back four game. But I saw the other two, I was there. And of all the players that could probably leave with some credibility, he was definitely up there. He put himself about. His quality was decent, decent distribution. It's just that he does, he's not clinical enough, probably, if you're really being critical. I think the first game, he had a cross came across to him and, and that was the main chance we had to go in front against Wigan and he's kind of side-footed it wide. But he's not getting loads of chances, so it just becomes more obvious when he is missing the odd one but yeah I suppose he, he could feel upset to be left out but ultimately it was proved the right decision by the fact we got the result I think Washington offers something a little bit different in terms of the pace you could see that we were trying to be more direct playing in behind and ultimately that's what led to the goal it was a clever reverse pass first I thought it was kind of a missed shot but it definitely was a reverse pass and, and, a, and a cracky finish by Waggy so 
hopefully if the, all three of them can keep firing and kind of buzzing off each other, then it gives us more options. It doesn't feel like he's going to, although he's saying he's going to bring someone in in that position, that maybe that is what gonna, we're going to be stuck with for a little bit. So fingers crossed that they can all start to kind of contribute, I suppose. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, a few comments on YouTube. Thanks for getting them in. Mark Jury says, worn in. Um, I definitely <laughs> agree with you, Mark. Uh, Ryan Jono, thought we looked better on Saturday with four at the back, but still short of pace and bite in midfield. Still mm. four or five players short, in my opinion. Again, I, I agree. Um, we haven't really got anyone with pure pace at the moment. Um, Callum, <clears throat> is that what we need i mean if we were to bring someone in the door tomorrow is that player going to have raw pace are they going to be a forward player what are they what are they going to be yeah they've got to have um i don't want what i don't want is uh an unproven first loan 19 year old who's going to who's got maybe the pace but he hasn't got the capability of doing a promotion push for us that it's very harsh to say that because we've had a couple um, and a couple have been okay over the last couple of years. You've got Lewis Dobbin, you've got Azula, um, but are they going to be that pacey player that we need um, who can also get you 15 to 20 goals? Um, that For me, those um, wouldn't. Um, so I'm looking at the probably that mid-age championship player who hasn't probably got a look in uh, early this season um, that we can just sneak in at towards the end of the window, last day of the window, um, to just come get some first-team football uh, rather than a, a Premier League 19-year-old. Uh, as long as they're capable of um, mounting a challenge to the guys who we've got up top, then uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, and I guess as well, one need, now needs to look at what formation he plays moving forward, whether it be four at the back, three at the back. So what what players does he get to fit those formations? Vic, how do you see it moving forward in, in terms of a formation? Do you think that we'll look at at four? Will we continue will we go back to a three when we've got the personnel? What what do you think Warren's thinking at the moment? I think for the time being, I think he'll stick with the back four because it seemed to work a lot better on Saturday as compared to the mm. first three or four games. I think he'll try and revert back to that back three, which I think he did evidently in the second half of the, the Fleetwood game. And you could see we were losing control of play. We, we, the game management was all wrong. Um, so I think he needs to stick with the back four um, just because I think he gets the best out of the team for now. Um I think he will try and revert to a back three, but I think if we're going to be successful this season, we need to have a flat back four and maybe have those two holding midfielders in front of him or just at least one sweeper in front. Um, hopefully he doesn't change the um, the system because uh, the fans seem to like the back four, but you never know with Paul there. Well, that's it. He, does, uh, he definitely does keep us guessing, um, but... We obviously won on Saturday, so we've got something to to build from. There's green shoots of of uh, you know positivity coming out of the club at the moment. So hopefully this week is a better week off the field um, than it was than it was last week. Um, looking at, I suppose looking at Saturday now, we have to go away to Peterborough. Rob, it's a tough place to go. In my eyes, I don't think we ever do well there. I always feel like whenever I've been there, we've lost or it's been raining or it's just been a horrible, horrible day. <laughs> will we 
see uh, the true mark of this team because as as we probably would not admit to Fleetwood fans um, and we wouldn't go and shout in their faces, but Fleetwood at home, it's not really a, a test. It shouldn't be a test for us. We should be winning that game. But Peterborough away is going to be a different story. Is that what you feel? Yeah, I think that's I think exactly right. Um, having seen the Wigan and Oxford games, as you said earlier, the results they've had, you can kind of say, okay, fair enough. Maybe they're going to be up there. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Fleetwood, with the greatest respect, you know, we beat them kind of hanging on a little bit at the end. They had a few chances, you know, we've got through the result, we've got three points, we needed the momentum, fair enough, we're there. I think this game on Saturday is massive for us, you know, just to keep the momentum going for one, but to kind of see where we're at, see if we can compete with somebody who's probably, you know, at least where we should be aiming to be at at the end of the season. They were close to us last year, a bit of a rival for the playoffs, and I agree, we don't ever seem to be able to do well when I was there. The last time I was there was that Jack Stretton goal and then they scored two in injury time (laughs) yeah um but yeah i think i think you're right i think it's a big game for us and and fingers crossed that there's enough kind of momentum and belief to go into the game and and try and get something i think yeah an early goal would be nice and just try and and get through it take the three points or at least a point to be fair but three would be much better obviously in the position we're in yeah Another player, Callum, I wanted to talk to you about, and uh, I think Vic going in and out. We didn't talk about him when we were talking about the other players. So uh, stay where you are, Vic. Don't leave us. Don't leave <laughs> us again. Is Jake Rooney? Um, I suppose, in my eyes, it, it's similar to what I said about Liam Thompson. It almost feels that whenever he's in the team, he gets compliments. He plays well. He's always going to give you like a, a seven out of ten performance. He finds himself in. It must be frustrating for him because I think he plays well and then sees it. I mean, last season he saw himself just drop out of the team completely, not even be on the bench on occasions. Mm. Um, he's waited for his chance this season. In my eyes, he's took it. Looking at the highlights again yesterday, you can see how confident he is. He's technical. And with players like Bradley and, and, uh, and Nelson, who I don't think are as comfortable on the ball as, as someone like Rooney, I feel like we'd really benefit from having someone back there that can actually play football. I know that sounds really harsh, but <laughs> just be able to actually pass and, and be able to kind of break the lines and and play probably how Paul Warren wants us to play. What's been your thoughts on on Rooney, I suppose, looking at last season and, and then yesterday? Um, well, last season, I thought he was one of them players who say he was consistent when he came in. Um, he uh, did everything he was asked to do um, in some cases he was in positions that probably weren't natural to him and he did a really good job um in terms of yesterday 
um, our thoughts, as you say, he took his chance. Um, and I think with the um, squad depth that we have in that position currently, um, I see him starting there at least for the next four or five games until we get someone in. Um, he There was one instance where a crossfield ball came across and he kind of took it on his chest, uh, kind of over his shoulder, and then took it down the line, took it away from the player and played in Mendes Lang. And you're kind of going... Uh, where does that come from? Kind of <laughs> from a right back, and it's like he's for his age. Um, he seems to take in uh, League One like a duck to water. I said MK Dons was a big one for me last season, where he was absolutely outstanding. Um, it's just I think his age, bless him, uh, Paul Warren just likes those players who. Or maybe doesn't like too many uh, young players within his squad. He works maybe one or two dotted around. Obviously, we had uh, Thompson, and you still got Cashin, who's probably still of, of, of that ilk. You've then had Rooney on top of that, so he probably doesn't want too many of those academy players dotted around. Uh, maybe what, as I say, that's probably the only thing that's probably hampered him. Uh, bless him. Yeah, no, I agree. And you mentioned Cashin there. We've obviously seen speculation, Vic last week, this week, um, with regards to Brighton seemingly pushing quite hard to get him down and uh, down the south coast, whether he goes there and actually plays them is another story because there has been talk about, you know, coming back on loan. Um, three millions, the price that potentially has been recently rejected. I suppose that's getting close to Derby's valuation of the player. Do you do you feel? I mean, that's a that's a good amount of money for someone with a, just a year left on on his contract. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I I think three million is probably bang on for him in terms of we got to take into consideration we are a League One team. He's a League One player currently. If we can reinvest that three million, if that's the guarantee we get from the the higher uppers in the club, then it makes sense because we probably need to reinvest that in probably four or five players. So uh, I would have took the three million, and if we got the loan back, that's a bonus. Um, but three million at our level. Plus the the fee that we would have got for Jason Knight, put that together. If we were allowed to spend that, we could really do some serious damage in this league. Um, but I reckon we're getting close to them agreeing a fee. Um, we know Brighton have got a terrific uh, scouting network, and Cashin's fallen under that now. So hopefully they can pay up now that they've got that 115 million for for Kaiseido. So I'm sure they can spend <laughs> another another million or so that we need. Um, we don't want to lose him, but you know what? If it helps the squad in the long term in terms of our rebuilding project, then I'm all for it. Yeah, no, I agree. What we need to do is just call Liverpool and Chelsea and say, look, Aaron Cashin in five years, you're going to be interested. So give us an extra five million and he can come and play for you. <laughs> Something along those lines. Rob, I'm going to ask you a would you rather question. Would you rather sell Max Bird or Aaron Cashin? If you had to sell oh. one. Oh, it's not even a tough question for you at the moment. Definitely Aaron Cash. You know, I'm not sure he's been that good this season. That might be controversial, but the games I've seen, I uh, he's certainly nowhere near the levels he was at last season, particularly his distribution. I think his tackling still there. He's obviously that's the main part of his game. A couple of times he's, he's saved his big time with his last ditch tackles, where you're nervous, you bite your nails, think there's a penalty coming, and he's just times it perfectly. But particularly Wigan, in terms of his distribution, it was just appalling to be honest that I, I can remember watching it thinking he's given the ball away 10 or 15 times in this game it's so unlike him he's then gone into the Oxford game and he, he's kind of the same now whether he's just 
his head's not in it. Maybe the transfers. I think Warren alluded to that in one of his post matches that maybe his head was elsewhere. I can't remember how he worded it, but um, that could be playing a part. But I suppose Max Bird's been so good this season for me. I think he, he's kind of stepped into that forward advanced midfield role and given us something else in terms of his dribbling into the box, pushing us forward, the Burton game particularly. So, yeah, I think for me at the moment, I could be quite clinical with that answer. I'd say I'd rather see Max Bird. <laughs> Callum, do you agree? I think that's quite a, um, a reasonable uh, statement, to be fair. I mean, as I say, Bird, for me, um, at the start of the season, would have been the one for me to go uh, over Cashin. I, I think Cashin was uh, pivotal over the last couple of seasons in terms of the stability at the back and that mainstay. But I have to agree with Rob, is um, he has looked off it. Uh, maybe Warren was alluding to him right, as opposed to Bird um, in terms of his head being turned and stuff um, because as I say he he's always been that Mr. Reliable in terms of your defensive duties and tackling but there, there comes a time with distribution um, where he has got found out a couple of times um, he hasn't been doing those crossfield balls that um, and cutting through passes from centre half that he was last season he's been passing it to the, the opposition quite frequently. So, no, I probably agree with Rob, to be fair. Um, I'd, I'd take uh, the three or four mil for, for cashing and keep Bird if I could. And lastly, Vic, are you going to agree? Oh. Oh, I don't know. You know, at this current moment in time, <laughs> at this current moment in time, if Max is for Bird, if an offer coming for Max Bird, bearing in mind he ain't coming back till Christmas, sell him. Simple yeah, as that. It. But if I had, if it's still both fit, then I would, I would, I would go, I would sell Cashin just because I agree with Rob and Callum and everyone else that he hasn't looked up to the standards that he set last season. Again, maybe heads have turned. We're not sure. It could be the system as well. Um, I, the problem that we've got our centre backs is now very slow, and that's probably one of Cashin's weakest points is the fact that he's not very quick. Um, so again, maybe we can reinvest that but yeah i mean if at this current predicament i'd sell bird just because he's not coming back till christmas uh, and we can get a bit of money in but if i had to choose out of the two out of them both being fit then yeah it'd have to be cashing thinking outside the box vic as ever with that one so uh yeah, yeah jamie, love, jamie you're not that. getting away with it mate what what, what are you doing you're not getting away um with it. i'd sell cashing yeah free i think for for three million I think three million goes back into the club. If we can invest some of that, that would be that would be perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's see. It might be the case that we both have. Do they both stay? They they both might go. We don't know. Um, mm. I think they're the only two realistically that I see leaving this squad at the moment. Um, I don't see anybody else anybody else leaving. So we're definitely looking at the entrance and, and not the exit to see who kind of comes through the door and. By all accounts, we should have something quite shortly. Um, Warren's obviously said in in interviews that that something's close with regards to a midfielder, um, which sounds crazy. Uh, if you told me that that would be the person coming through the door like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, that would that would seem crazy. But yeah, let's see let's see what happens. And I think we just need to, like I said before, three three points off the top. We've got a couple of games to see where we're at. If we can get. A win and a draw. I think everything starts to look a bit more, a bit more rosy. With Saturday in mind, Callum, going to come to you first for a score prediction. Peterborough away. What are you going for? 
it hasn't been a good stomping ground for us um, over the last couple of years. Uh, I will go. I'll go one all, um, and I'll go. Oh God, Mendes Lang to score. Well, I've got his shirt to. on. Yeah, you had to with the shirt on. You had to I with had the shirt to. on. <laughs> It'd be a betrayal if I didn't. Vic, what are you thinking? We always struggle when we go to Peterborough's ground. Um, I'd take a 1-1, um, but truth be told, I think we might end up losing this game because I think Peterborough are going to want to bounce back from their result on the weekend. Um, so let me go with my heart. I'll say 1-1, and I'm going to go for a Washington equaliser in the last minute love it for he was there wasn't he washington was at peterborough so um mm. he'll know he'll know the ground well we scored some goals there so yeah i could definitely see that happening rob is it going to be a hat trick of one ones yeah it's a heart and head question isn't it really i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'll stick it out there that we're going to get a win let's say that um yeah i can see james collins maybe off the bench maybe some scrappy header in the 85th coming away with a one nil horrible win let's go for that one nil, one nil yeah. james collins yeah i can Absolutely see that no as chance well. like, but yeah i'll go for it <laughs> <laughs> i can see that as well yeah james collins scoring and then going over to the advertising board and smashing it with his foot and then having to come off injured something like that <laughs> that, that that would be typical derby typical yeah. derby I'm going to agree with callum and vic i'm going to go one all um and i think we're going to see Finally, maybe a set piece goal and a, a centre back getting a getting a goal. Um, so I'll go for a cash in header, kisses the badge, says he's going nowhere like he did uh, <laughs> last season, the season before. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough game. And like I say, I think we'll know where we are after the next two. They're probably the two of the hardest places to to go in the league. Um, so let's see what happens um, and enjoy the ride. I, think, I guess. Well, I think when you look at the league. Uh, any anyone can beat anyone. I mean, Oxford mm. beat Barnsley, Wigan turned over Bolton, and Bolton are like an absolute. Um, there was steamroll in the first couple of games, um, and yeah. Barnsley won seven nil, and have gone and lost their last two, or haven't won since, or something like that. So it's all to play for. It, it, let's, yeah. let's not try to get too bogged down and, and not too high either, because uh, <laughs> it could be very very heavy on the heart this year, um, and we we could be. Uh, doing trips to the ER if uh, by the end of the season. <laughs> I, th- I think what Vic, we got to the... remember is I think what we got to remember, like with with this league, we were going on about how weak this league is. But to me, it seems really open. Like you can't <clears> tell <throat> who's going to beat who this season. You don't know where anybody's going. Who would have thought Cambridge would be top of the league after three games? <laughs> no, I mean like That's true. this is what I mean. So, Jamie, uh, I think Jamie a... did, <laughs> except for Jamie, except for Jamie, <laughs> repping the Cambridge Rams, uh, but um. I think it's an open league. It could, it's, it's turned into the championship in a way because it's been unpredictable. Uh, um, teams seem to be on an even playing field in this league as well. So let's enjoy the ride while we can. Hopefully we do finish top two, top six, whatever. Um, but if we finish in anywhere else, I ain't really fussed. But it's all about the rebuild. It's all about the rebuild. It's all about the rebuild. Rob, last question to you um, as our special guest. Thanks for joining us tonight. <clears throat> I feel like I've put some proper hard questions to you and I'm going to put another one to you right now if we lose the next two would it be time for Warren to go you're asking the wrong they'll... person <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no I'm look I'm not anti-Warren let's say that 
it's particularly the guy who's just texted in with the the youtube but my my feeling is i was so bought into senior i think he stayed with us through the thick and thin and i kind of really saw an identity in what he was trying to do and i could buy into it even though there was a couple of strange performances last year i went to lincoln game you're thinking that's a bit naive to be trying to play like that there and, and, and all that but i could see how we were trying to play football and i think with warren he says a lot of things but when i go to the games i can't see that in the team like this high press this high intensity i'm not saying we never press the ball because we could go through patches of doing it but i don't really see that he talks about loads of crosses into the box you kind of do see that but we're not set up in the right way to play it so I get frustrated with the fact that I really like him. He's just such a likeable guy and obviously a, a good man, no question about that. But in terms of the football, the style of football, I'm confused when I watch it. I don't really know what our style is, what we're trying to do. And you kind of muddle through games and you get a win like Saturday, you think, oh, great, we've won. But you can't really say why. It's just like you just turn up to another game, it's just another game. So, yeah, I think if we lost the last two or went on a run of losing games, I suppose the crowd would, would ultimately get dejected and we are a team that's expected to get promotion. Personally, could we get any better than him? Probably not. Would it be the right decision? Probably not. But you, you're a football fan at the end of the day and ultimately at some point there's got to be a line. I suppose if it's two games, if it's three games, if it's four games, if it looks like we're not going to get promoted, then I think there's probably a decision yeah. to be made. Ultimately, Klaus is a businessman. I'm sure as nice as he comes across, he can be quite ruthless and he will make a decision based on what he thinks is right at the time. But I know that's a bit of a sit on the fence uh, answer I've given you there, but <laughs> I kind of, I want it to work for him so bad, but in, in my heart, I'm still not completely bought into him until I see what he's saying. I kind of see it on the pitch, particularly the fact he's brought his team in now. And we're not really seeing that from the start of this season. It is a bit, you know, you start to think, is he actually going to, are we going to see these things that he said we're going to do? But, you know, Let's hope so. Let's be positive. So, no, let's say he gets another more than two games just to answer your question. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I went to say the question and in my head, I had something different. But then I was thinking, what's the best What's the best way, the hardest way to answer this question? I don't agree with that at all. But I know that if we, um, well, I agree with him obviously going, but if we do lose the next two, I think social media and I think the fan base will be, you know, questioning what what's going on, especially if we put the performances in, you know, like we like we did. Um, His interviews Oxford. were interesting after the games, after the Wigan and uh, well, even the Burton game. To be honest, his interviews were really interesting because he wasn't the comedian. He looked dejected. He looked actually like he didn't know what was going wrong, like he didn't know what to answer. And again, that was real red flag stuff to me. The Blackpool one mm. as well. Um, so you start to think, you know. Is he, is he going to be able to turn this around? It is a different pressure at Derby to Rotherham. Let's be honest, it is completely different um, pressure, different expectations. So you're probably right. Two games would start to see a huge amounts of pressure put on him. And then ultimately we know what social media can do. So yeah. The only thing I'd, I'd, I'd put against that, James, very, very quickly is the opposition we're playing away from home are Peterborough and Bolton. They're not easy. So I would mm. look at the opposition mm. in terms of taking that into account just for me. For the next two. Yeah, no, yeah just for the good. next two. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. It's been uh, it's been an absolute great time chatting to you all. Rob, thanks so much for, for joining us and stepping in. We've got some injury issues here at Ramstalk. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Thanks it. for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. We brought you in. You give that energy. So uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be they'll be listening, watching, and being worried. But Callum as well, Vic, as usual, thanks so much for for coming on. If you did enjoy this, please do rate us. It really helps us on 
whatever you're listening on. If you do want to get involved, um, you can watch us live on YouTube and add your comments. Um, you can also find us on every audio platform, wherever you get your podcasts from. We will see you next Sunday to hopefully be discussing some more positive news after a win against Peterborough, fingers crossed. But until then, take care and see you soon. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.